Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Yow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals. And let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels, and welcome to another episode of Believe SoCal Sweat. Today, we are going to be talking about abstaining from alcohol, taking a break from alcohol. What? This instills fear in so many people, and I used to be this way as well. I mean, just a couple quotes. I quit drinking yesterday, but today I celebrate my comeback. People are afraid to quit. They don't want to, or they don't even want to abstain at all. One person says, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do drugs. I only have one small problem, I lie. Well, we joke about it, but it is. Surrendering from alcohol or just taking a break, it looks like, okay, what am I gonna do for my social life? How am I gonna go out? Am I gonna have fun? How am I gonna meet people? It's such a social environment because in in the world, I mean, America, it, of course, we socialize through food and drinking. And a lot of times there's a lot of pressure. I know when I used to live in New York City full time, I dated a guy who was on Wall Street and that was, you have to drink. I mean, that is part of the environment. And I had, um, I have some family members that are also in that realm and just a lot of things, people in sales, and it's hard because if you don't drink or don't want to drink and participate, it people will get mad at you or they'll be like, what's wrong with you? Oh, do you have a problem? You know how people just say things and they don't really realize it or they do say it on purpose and it's kind of hurtful. And if somebody is perhaps insecure and wants to take care of their health but then they're feeling the peer pressure about it, they don't want to take a break because it's like they don't want to look like a nerd or a geek or goody two-shoes. But a lot of people do dry January and it's very popular and it started in 2021 and there's a lot of people that have already quit. It's almost like a New Year's resolution about losing weight. And that's another thing where people put pressure on you. Like if you have a group of friends and you always go out and somebody wants to take care of their health goals and the people around them are like, oh no, you gotta go out for margaritas with us. What do you mean you're taking a break? What do you mean you're not drinking or you're not eating the nachos and tortillas and all these things? It makes people not want to stay on top of their of their goals and as a friend or family member you should always support someone that wants to you know be healthy regardless and if it if it hurts that person well you have to wonder like well that's that person's kind of putting their own projections on you so if you want to take a break i just want to go over the great health benefits of doing so and a lot of people again have already quit the dry, their dry january goals and that's totally fine i mean just even taking a break it makes you more aware and then maybe you can cut down on the future. But there's always a way. I myself love alcohol. I love the taste of alcohol. I like the hard liquors. And I've, I really did have a problem for quite some time. And and it was just, it was so stupid. I always wanted to like show off and show how many, how much more I could drink than everybody else. I mean, even in college, I mean, obviously this is college days and everybody did, but I would always win at Century Club games and all the drinking games. And it's always like, oh my God, Anne can drink so much. And I felt like this 
feather in my cap, like I was more powerful than everybody else. And it's like, no, I did some really stupid things. I mean, it's not just college, I would do it, I did it even later than that, even till up a few years ago. It's just like, oh, you look at your, you look at the decisions and it's just, it's embarrassing. So I have actually abstained quite a bit from alcohol just because I'm more clear of mind. I do less behavioral bad things. I mean, it just the decisions and, and the way that I used to make myself look, I'm embarrassed by that and I want to be classy and it, but it is, it goes down like water for me and it's in the blood with my family and I can drink a lot more than anybody else. And it's almost as if I don't feel it and I can just keep going, which is why it became a problem and I am abstaining. But back to the dry January, a lot of people have tried it and they're worried because they failed. Well, you did not fail. You just, you know, you, you can get back on track whenever you want. And there's other ways to just kind of work around it. But, you know, it, despite, despite the, the plans, 2022 started on a challenging note regardless of, you know, with the pandemic and everything else that we're going through on the Omicron spread. And obviously drinking went up during the pandemic due to stress and due to everything else that was going around, especially the political environment, the economy, it was stressful. But dry January can be successful even if you quit it early because alcohol use increased during the pandemic with one survey finding a 14% uptick in the frequency of drinking in 2020 compared to 2019. In particular, women seem to be drinking more often, and that group reports a 17% spike in frequency with a 41% increase in heavy drinking episodes. I mean, we all had seen the expression, rosé all day, rosé all day, and it was funny, but a lot of people found solace in drinking at home by themselves, and that created a lot of alcoholism during the pandemic and it's very hard to abstain from that and get rid of that if you do have it. I know I have um, addictions in my family and it, it is difficult. My father has been sober for about 12 years and I got him back as a best friend and it's just, it's been the best thing ever and he was able to quit cold turkey but a lot of people are not able to do that of course. So what should you do if you, if you quit your dry January goals is the first step would be to ask what purpose alcohol is serving and what goals you want to create around drinking. And again, it is very difficult when it's part of your job and it really is because I've been there as well in, in sales jobs. And even if I've gone out with, with cast members or things like that, whether it be, whether I be on a film or television show and you're going out with your coworkers or even certain jobs in modeling, hosting, what have you, people actually get angry if you're not drinking. And then I get all insecure, but it's like, okay, that's my problem. And I've actually gone to the bathroom with my drink and I've actually poured it down the sink and, or I've just done water and then added limes to make it look like I'm drinking a gin and tonic or a dry martini or something like that. But there's a million things you can do for non-alcoholic drinks or mocktails. But the problem is, give me a mocktail, I don't want it. I want, I actually like the taste of alcohol. I want that whiskey, I want that vodka. So for me, it's like I'd almost rather just drink something like a diet soda, but because of the mocktails to me, like I don't like sweet drinks, I want that alcohol. And of course there are whiskeys and vodkas that are non-alcoholic, but it just, to me, it's not the same. So the way I handle it is just drinking different things, but I will go back to drinking in moderation soon, but I want to be able to trust myself completely of not going over the top. But anyway, enough about, enough about me. But how do you guys deal with that? Does anybody else feel that they need to have a drink when they go out just to socialize or 
maybe get attention in certain ways or kind of like the liquid courage or you know the, the drunker you get the the drunker you are the hotter they are that kind of thing it's it, it's hard because it's so part of our society with advertising and it's sexy it's so fun to go to bars and nightclubs and and just you know dance the night away and just keep drinking but after a while when we do get older, there are a lot of effects on the body. And that's what I wanted to talk about in today's podcast. What are the benefits to your body? Even if you take a break, just a small break, your body and mind will definitely thank you. For this episode, I want to give you specifically 16 benefits, amazing health benefits of ditching the booze. According to Dr. Hamal Shal, quitting or cutting back on alcohol combined with a healthy lifestyle will greatly reduce your risk of developing a serious disease. In fact, drinking more than 14 units a week for 10 to 20 years increases your risk of developing serious illnesses, including cancer, stroke, heart disease, liver, and brain disease. So what are the benefits? Number one, ditching alcohol is better for our brains. It's hardly a surprise to learn that the classic signs of drunkenness, including slurred speech, poor memory, and slower reflexes are all the result of alcohol's impact on the mind. One alarming University of Tasmania study also showed that long-term heavy drinking can shrink the frontal lobes of our brain and impair our thinking skills. And one German study found that lost gray matter responsible for processing information in the brain began regenerating in alcoholics after two weeks of abstinence and that brain tissue also increased after subjects gave up alcohol for three months. So indeed, research has shown that the brain can completely reheal the damage done by alcohol when people go cold turkey. But we don't want to get dumber, <laughs> we want to get smarter. And obviously alcohol impairs our judgment and the more we drink, it's like we're pickling our brain. So it really helps with mental clarity. Number two is alcohol use, use is linked with dementia. And a lot of us have that in our families. I do not, but I know that I do certain things to really avoid the effect of dementia, even if it's in the family. Like I, I make sure that I read a lot, challenge my mind a lot and taking a break from drinking, especially with the lost gray matter, will really decrease your chances of getting dementia. But the more you drink, and even if it's in your family, your risk increases greatly. The third one, and this is so important for so many people, is the lack of calories. Alcohol has a lot of calories in it, so it really benefits in people that want to lose weight, management of weight loss, everything like that. Alcohol does no good to our waistlines whatsoever being both high in calories and something that slows the metabolism. In fact, many diets that work the most quickly tell you to ditch the alcohol altogether. And that is a very hard thing for a lot of people. At seven calories per gram on average, alcohol contains almost twice the amount of calories found in carbohydrates. And that's, you know, for people that are doing keto, unless you're opting for low calorie versions, such as low calorie wine or low calorie beer, it adds a large amount of carbohydrates. And again, it is delicious but alcohol is very high in calories that don't provide any nutritional value. So your body will always prioritize getting rid of empty calories first. And this means that lots of other important processes have to wait, including burning off fat. So your body wants to burn off that alcohol first and then everything else that you have in your body for fat storage or anything else you wanna get rid of, you know, it's, it's in the back of the supply chain, almost like the supply chain that we have, you know, with all the stuff we're trying to get in from China and every, everywhere else. So while your body is busy getting rid of the calories from all the alcohol you've, you've drunk, any excess fat has nowhere to go but your waistline. And that also goes into your visceral fat region, which is not good because it's around your heart, your liver, and your spleen. And this just all leads to abdominal obesity. And number four, 
Alcohol prevents our body from absorbing more minerals and vitamins. We all make an effort to eat a healthy breakfast or salad here and there, or just you know cut down on the fast food. But excessive alcohol consumption can lead to the depletion of essential vitamins and minerals that our bodies need to function in a healthy way. Vitamins that are often reduced due to excessive alcohol consumption include vitamin C, calcium, zinc, and iron. And these are all things that we need for immunity, especially with, with COVID. With reduction leading to a number of issues, including weakness of bones, chronic fatigue, anemia, dehydration, and mental health issues. So if you're eating a kale salad with chicken breast and a really beautiful meal every night, but you're consuming two bottles of wine, just please remember that you're not absorbing all those vitamins and minerals because of the alcohol consumption. Number five can be a little bit confusing, and that's ditching alcohol improves your sleep quality. Again, after all, most of us treat ourselves to a huge lie-in after a night out, like sleeping in for as long as we want and watching TV and then drowning ourselves with, you know, huevos rancheros and eggs and greasy French toast and hash browns. It's delicious. But as it's very much a case of quality over quantity with sleep and alcohol significantly hinders our, our slumber quality. Alcohol disrupts our sleep patterns, so we'll spend less time in the deep sleep stage, which is the most important, where your body does, does lots of refreshing and recharging. Instead, you'll spend longer in the REM sleep stage, where vivid dreams occur and your brain is very active. Alcohol contributes to sleep deprivation, and that aids tiredness the day after a night of heavy drinking. Thus, this explains why we're so exhausted during a heavy hangover and then just have to go get those eggs and hash browns. But we feel, we feel terrible. A lot of, you know, after so many nights of drinking and hangovers, you just, you just, you have no energy because of lack of sleep. Number six is that we'll feel better in hydration. And hydration is so important for the way our body functions. Alcohol inhibits kidneys production of the hormone vasopressin. And that instructs the kidneys to reabsorb water as opposed to sending it straight to the bladder to be flushed out. So we're very dehydrated. It shows that why it's a good idea to drink water during the, during the evening with our alcohol consumption because it just helps with, with the um, dehydration. It might seem counterproductive if we're already going to the toilet a lot, but it definitely helps in battling against dehydration. We want to go to the bathroom a lot. And headaches, such as, and headaches are also awful, as is a dry mouth the morning after. It's awful, it's an awful feeling. And these are some of the physical side effects of dehydration. Alcohol also causes our skin to look dull and lifeless and causes dark circles on our eyes the next day. And for those of us that are into beauty in our vein, we don't want that at all. Number seven, not drinking alcohol can reduce the amount of fat in your liver. And that's a healthy liver should contain a small amount of fat. Excessive alcohol intake can lead to alcohol-related fatty liver disease, but this is often reversible and can improve. Stopping alcohol for two weeks allows the liver time to recover and gain that fat back. It stops the inflammation and reduces the fatty deposits. One UK study showed that one month of a liver cleanse can lead to 15% decrease in the amount of fat in your liver, just another one of the huge health benefits of not drinking alcohol. And we want a healthy liver, it's very important. Number eight, again, back to that vanity, our skin looks clearer and more vibrant and radiant. If we're dehydrated, it's likely that we'll get dry skin, which leads to further skin problems. If you regularly fall asleep before you take your makeup off, especially, this can cause um, clogging of pores and trigger conditions such as acne. And then if we're dehydrated on top of that, we can get upper facial lines and facial puffiness, which is just, and then we feel bad about ourselves, 
And there's further bad news on the skin front, which is drinking speeds up the signs of aging. Alcohol breaks down the collagen in the skin. Collagen in the skin keeps it supple, firm, and structured. And when we deplete the vitamins, that slows down cell renewal, giving our skin a very gray and aged appearance. And we don't want that. Fewer wrinkles from our skin and a healthier complexion are therefore just some of the benefits of not drinking. And a lot of people can say they can tell a difference right away. The next one is abstaining from alcohol legitimately lowers your sugar intake. And we know how dangerous sugar can be, especially with cancer. If we drink a vodka cranberry, it costs us a massive seven and a half teaspoons of sugar. And how about a gin and tonic that has plenty of hidden sugar, even if we don't think so. And that racks up a costly four teaspoons, which is actually 36% of our daily intake of sugar. So suffice it to say that alcohol is known for carrying too much sugar and not drinking alcohol promises to prevent energy drips, rotting teeth, and weight gain. Also, it eliminates and decreases the risk of type two diabetes, which we know is such a huge problem in this country. Well, the next one might encourage you to take a break from alcohol, and that is getting a better sex life. Research suggests that alcohol can be a bit of a double-edged sword in the bedroom. On one hand, it can enhance our libido, but at the same time, it reduces our ability to perform. Alcohol works by inhibiting parts of our central nervous system. So it gives us extra boost of confidence after a glass or two, but it also dulls the sensitivity of our nerve endings, which are important for sexual arousal and orgasms in both sexes. Excessive drinking actually affects both males and females. If you're a man and consume lots of alcohol on a regular basis, it can lead to difficulties in maintaining an erection, and females may experience reduced sexual experiences such as decreased lubrication. So listen, the benefits of not drinking alcohol can therefore boost both activity in the bedroom and in your relationship, so it's a win-win all around. And plus, if you have that beautiful skin and you have your weight management up to par, you're gonna feel fantastic and fabulous, and it's gonna be better sex anyway. Number 11 is giving up alcohol lowers blood pressure and reduces your risk of heart disease. This is also a big problem in our country. Plus with the extra stress, not drinking alcohol is a key to the healthy heart, especially when you note the long list of heart-related problems that can be caused by long-term excessive drinking. The good news is that hypertension and high blood pressure can rapidly reduce once alcohol consumption has decreased. Number 12 should definitely keep some people happy that suffer any type of IBS or any type of symptoms in the gut. Gastritis is a common occurrence for most alcohol drinkers, and this is often why people feel bloated, gassy, or experience stomach pain and diarrhea. When you drink alcohol, your stomach lining becomes irritated, and it forces it to deal with a large amount of short space of time that can bother your stomach so badly that you get acid reflux or even throw up. Alcohol actually makes your gut work faster than normal especially if you didn't eat before you started drinking, which is always often recommended, is to eat before drinking, also drink water. Normally, our gut absorbs water into our body as waste passes through it, but when alcohol gets involved, there's no time for that. A short bout of diarrhea is the result. And those that suffer from IBS or irritable bowel syndrome should really steer clear of alcohol consumption for these reasons. Now, I have three more to tell you about as far as your physicality and how it benefits from decreasing alcohol consumption. Number 13 is the fact that it lowers our immunity. If we keep drinking, it lowers our immunity. And how does it do that? It weakens our immune system. Most of us are aware that a healthy immune system is vital to help us in fighting off diseases. And research has shown that alcohol can actually diminish our body's natural defense mechanisms when consumed in large quantities. 
A 2015 study found that binge drinking can actually reduce infection-fighting white blood cells, known as monocytes, in the hours after drinking, essentially weakening our immune system. And we don't want this. It can lead to being more sick, often due to illness. And with this in mind, a month or, or more of decreasing alcohol can make sure that our immune system is in top form, especially in today's world. Number 14, in lowering alcohol, it greatly reduces our risk of breast cancer. It's just one of seven cancers that alcohol is linked to, including bowel cancer, liver cancer, mouth cancer, and three different types of throat cancer. This is because alcohol can break down into a molecule called acetaldehyde, And this causes the mutations in our cells that can form cancerous tumors. With regards to breast cancer, it is suggested that alcohol increases women's estrogen production, which may cause cancerous cells to multiply quicker. So. It's, the risk is naturally greater if drinking, combined with other factors such as smoking, a poor diet, or family history of cancer, greatly increases breast cancer. So decreasing alcohol consumption really aids in reducing your risk for breast cancer and a few other cancers. Number 15, it can stabilize our mood. If we reduce our alcohol consumption, we're not gonna be so tired, we're gonna have more energy, and we're gonna be in a better mood overall. I mean, so many times that sad, tired, and overly emotional state that we find ourselves in after like a heavy hangover and making bad decisions and drinking too much, it turns out that mood isn't uncommon as alcohol consumption has a significant impact on our mental health and it isn't a good one. So uh, stopping drinking can help stabilize our mood, although it may take a few months to feel the full benefit, but that could be worth it in itself. And mental health is just so very important. And finally, number 16, it improves our memory. The benefits of not drinking on our memory go much deeper than having to have a recollection of the night before. Studies show that alcohol inhibits the function of the hippocampus, which is the part of the brain responsible for creating and saving memories. We don't want to, we don't want to forget things. Well, we may want to forget certain things, but even when you haven't touched a drink, recalling trivial things such as what you had for dinner the day before can be difficult for some people. Alcohol slows down brain function and the ability to remember things easily and reducing alcohol consumption will definitely have a positive impact on brain health. And again, that leads to a decrease in dementia, Alzheimer's, everything like that. So these are the 16 things where your body can really benefit from reducing alcohol consumption. And give yourself a break. If you really tried to do dry January and fell off the wagon, give yourself a break. It's hard to quit cold turkey. It's hard to reduce, but it really does give you a lot of benefits to the body as you see. I have an ex-boyfriend in New York City that always staves off alcohol during the month of February. And why is that? Because it's the shortest month of the year. He's actually an FDNY and he makes up for it during the month of March because he is Irish and that is their biggest, biggest month of the year. And they have the parades, but hey, I, I salute him to the max and all of his brotherhood, the FDNY. He can stave off alcohol in February and drink the rest of the year. He does a phenomenal job, they all do. And I salute the firemen and women all over the world. So I hope these 16 physical benefits and mental benefits of decreasing consumption and alcohol will give you some kind of insight. Give yourself a break, it's always one step at a time, but hopefully, you know, your body will thank you for it. And as you've seen, taking a break from alcohol, whether it's dry January or for anything else, you will feel better, you will look better, you will have better mental clarity and just overall enjoy life more but enjoy it in moderation because life is too short and you have a fear of missing out, but you only live once and enjoy.
in moderation, of course. So thank you so much for joining me on another episode of SoCal Sweat of the 16 benefits of reducing alcohol because your body will thank you. Treat that body like a Ferrari. We appreciate you for listening and please rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary Tuned In, or Bleave.com. You can always reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels or at Ann McDaniels Actress. And I shall see you next time on Believe SoCal Sweat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.